Talking Value. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. It's been a little while since we've been together to do some recording for our podcast, so we've spent a bit of time before we turned on the recording devices to to actually plan what we were going to talk to you about today. And this today is about the situation that you may find yourself in where you've previously had a very good working relationship with your boss, with your supervisor, and now you feel that they, he or she, is not listening to you and we actually had a little discussion before we turned on the devices and ended up by saying well we'll just do what we usually do so here we are doing what we usually do and we're going to discuss this situation where you feel that you have important topics or important news or an important item that you want to discuss or talk over with your boss you have that discussion but you leave it feeling that the eyes glazed over at some point and nothing really concrete came out of that interaction. Okay, so there's obviously many, many situations, so we're going to cover a few of them. One would be that the person in this scenario is got a good working relationship, traditionally was able to come into the boss's office and talk about what things can be improved for the company and what things aren't going too well and they get acted upon. The person continued to do what they always done, however, the boss stopped listening. When we delve deeper into that scenario, we found that actually the business is picked up, the business is much more busy, so is the boss, so is the individual. So for efficiency purposes, the person was walking in to only talk about things that aren't going too well and still sharing solutions but it seemed to become a habit <laughs> of what's going wrong all the time. We have talked in previous podcasts about giving good feedback as well as the not-so-good, what do we call it? Constructive feedback. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the bad stuff. In this case, it's more about sharing both. And I guess the reason for not sharing both is efficiency of time and respecting that people are busy. So saying, oh, well, he knows about that, she knows about that, that's all fine, but this one needs attention. So I guess it's more about keeping a balanced picture in this case and, and sharing everything and prioritising. And in some cases, if you're getting on so well with your boss and you have a very well-established relationship, taking accountability could be a good thing. Just act upon it. You know where you're both coming from. And just say, for your information, we had this issue, I've done this, this and this, and it's all fixed. And this way, again, it, where appropriate that is, that might help as well. I think we tend to fall into a trap sometimes, trying to be too efficient, that we treat business life differently to personal life. Now, you know in your personal life that you would stop listening, as we probably did when we were children, if your parents continually told you that you were doing the wrong thing. However, if that's managed, and, and if you're a parent yourself, if you think about telling your children the good and the bad things that they do, then you know that life is more pleasant and more on an even scale and that you do get rewards out of it. So I, I would be concerned that, that we 
not having that same approach in a business environment that we do in our own personal lives. You know, it's no different. We're still dealing with people. And it's interaction with people that is the most important part of what you are doing because you won't get anything else done unless that's working. I think sometimes the stepping back and thinking about how would I feel in this situation if someone was always coming to me with bad news? Why don't they ever take a moment to drop me a line so that they don't interrupt me or, or just give me a wink or just leave something on the desk that says, isn't this great? Haven't we done a good job? This is working well as well as the solutions to the things that are not working so well. Just coming in with solutions, even though you're coming in with a solution to something that's not working well, is a positive in the sense that you've found a way to work around the negative. It still identifies that there is a negative situation and, and we are creatures of habit. We think of the negative and, and very rarely do we move on to the positive results that are going to come out of the solution until we see the results. And if we don't talk about the results when they happen, then all we ever remember is that this thing went wrong and we fixed it. We don't celebrate the fact that there was a positive outcome from something that was a negative moment to start with. We can actually flip this as well and say there's a person that's always going into the boss's office and saying how good everything else. We topped the sales, we got the top feedback or whatever it is. And then the person that you just said that to go to a meeting and face some statistics that shows actually yeah we may have got those right but gee this one is a big one and it fell through the cracks now again it's nice to wanting to share good news and yes I agree 100% I want to hear it I want to share it if that was me but I also want a complete picture so never ever leave your boss not having all the facts and I would say the same from the boss to the team members. Make sure they have all the facts so they're able to communicate that, see the whole picture and find solutions that would satisfy everything. So it's not about the bosses stop listening, will stop listening if you continuously come in with the doom and gloom picture and not a total picture, as well as or coming in to tell me they've done a good job. Oh God, I stop listening because I know what they're going to say before they say it. Avoid those two by being complete and accurate and timely and still succinct and efficient in, in delivering that information. It's about a balanced approach. You will be perceived as a balanced business individual if you present balanced information to and fro for the people you work with and the people you work for. Not too constantly on the positive side because you can be seen as not serious enough, not considered enough to have looked at the complete picture and not too much on the negative side because people will switch off as soon as they hear, hear you because they don't want continuous bad news. The other thing is to think, you know, yes it's my boss and yes that person is important, should know more than me, etc. Boss is human, it's another person you're talking to. And if they stopped listening, maybe you want to just stop for a minute and think what's happening in his or her world right now. Could it be that there's a lot more pressure on? Could it be that he or she are going to a great presentation? What sort of work pressures, home pressures? They don't have to share that with you necessarily, but you've got to respect that they're acting quite different and in that case just be supportive you don't have to be a friend as such but be as a supportive colleague for example if you walked in and your boss wasn't really listening 
just say, oh, sorry, if this is not a good time, I can come back. Or can I just run with it and let you know later? Let him or her choose. They might say, yeah, come back later or yeah, carry on. And this way you, you say, well, I'll update you when you're ready. So you're doing the right thing. You're keeping them informed. You're taking your responsibility. You're sharing it, but you're respecting that they're not in the right time of uh, space or frame of mind to get involved in some things and just respect that. It's also probably opportune because you're both in senior positions in the organisation where you are to start to think a little bit more broadly. It's not just about the immediate interaction between you and the boss who you perceive as not listening anymore and that indicates that there was listening happening previously. The other things that might be time to consider and in your positions I would hope that you would be doing this anyway. Perhaps in a future podcast we'll, we'll delve into it more deeply. But start to think about personality types and about communication. And the personality types, you know, the, the model that I'm most comfortable and familiar with is the DISC model, so the dominant, innovators, supportive and cautious people. You know, we all have more than one personality type given situations, but but for the most part, we will sit in two of those categories for our decision-making processes and start to think about when they listened to me before, what sort of a mood were they in, which touches on what Fuliana's just talked about, or what situation were we in in terms of the business. And perhaps it's something that in previous times where there has been active listening happening it was more about the stage of developing the business and now that the business is running at a different level the thinking and the the decision making is different and so a different personality type in terms of decision making about the business has taken over from what it was previously but also I think more easily understood at this point in time is the actual communication style so we think in general terms about three ways that we interact with one another when we're communicating. We do it and people hear it on a verbal level, we do it visually or we do it as it relates to feelings, so it's a kinesthetic style. When you're talking to someone and they predominantly take in information and make decisions based on what they hear, they will say to you, you will hear them say in response, I hear what you're saying, I hear what you say. If they are visual people, then so you'll need to adjust your communication to doing things that are a bit more visual, drawing pictures on the whiteboard or having diagrams or charts or all those sorts of things. They will say, I see what you're saying. I see what you say. And if they're kinesthetic, if they're feelers, then they'll just say, I feel the same, I understand what you're saying, or I've got you. And that indicates that for these people, you need to appeal to to their feelings more to give them an opportunity to put themselves in the place where you are when you're talking about the issue that you've brought to the table. I think that's really good Kim because I haven't thought about it in that way about assessing as I go because as you said sometimes that person will change depending on what stage they at. If you look at that scenario we talked about stop uh, boss stop listening That actually can extend to anyone in the workplace and outside the workplace, but here we're talking about the workplace. So again, is that happening with your colleagues? Is that happening with your team members, the people that you're leading? Is that happening with 
colleagues across other divisions mm -hmm. and find out. In some cases, it's very, very hard. So if you're getting that feeling, you have to validate it that somebody stopped listening to me. If you're having difficulty for the people who are very factual and work with statistics, I suggested to one who felt uh, it really helped to write down the situation, just two lines for them, not for anyone else's, well, stop listening when I went to talk about X. It was the beginning of the month, middle of the month or whatever. I tried to remember the circumstances around it, if there was anything significant. In some cases, it found out just by pure coincidence, <laughs> the person had been travelling and each time they went to see them was just when they landed because <laughs> they hadn't been around and they were jet lagged. That's all it was. There was nothing more to it than that. So, again... If you write it down and reflect on it, then you think, is there a pattern? Is there something I'm saying or the timing is wrong, etc. So yeah. again, use techniques that work for you and then approach the person in the way that Kim said, by, by judging what sort of communicator they are. In that particular situation, if you think about the interactions that you have with this person, you'll, you'll know that they say one of those three phrases. They'll say, mm -hmm. I see what you're saying, they will have said that to you often enough. If you think about conversations or they'll say, I hear what you're saying or they'll say, I, I feel the same way or I feel differently, whichever it is, but they feel. So you adjust your presentation and it might be that previously they have always said to you, well, I hear what you're saying because the, the interaction has been direct and the words have worked. And perhaps now with a change in the, the business or the other things that are on their mind or any number of outside influences, it might be that they will say to you, I don't see what you're saying. And so instead of hearing what you're saying, they need to see something. They need to, to have a, perhaps they want to take a longer time to make a decision or they, they want to actually see what you're talking about because they can't visualise it in their head for whatever reason. They, they've got all this other stuff that's happening in their head. And to me, in this situation where the business itself has changed, I think that it's reflecting a different set of worries, a different set of concerns, a different thinking pattern that is happening with the boss that isn't necessarily the same as the change thinking that, that you might have in this situation because you're not under the same sorts of pressures or different constraints. And I think in other podcasts we covered the bit about the style of communication in, in relation to some people... You, don't send me a fast-page email mm, or yeah. don't send me a long submission. Yeah. Just come in and talk to me. It takes five minutes and then I, I can listen, interact and, and we can action yeah. from there. So, again, reflect on that podcast and see that pull them together. The other issue, I guess, in that situation for me would be if I put myself in the boss's place, I would be thinking... I've got all these other things to think about. I appreciate that this person has brought in this thing and this solution. What do they want me to do? You have to be very direct about the action that you want taken and the action that you are going to take in that situation so that everyone is clear about what's going to happen next. Because often we'll go in, if we're used to talking to a boss who has always listened to us in the past, we get a bit lazy about that end part of the interaction. And so we think that it's understood that we'll go off and we'll do this and that's that they understand that they don't have to do anything. We're just letting them know what the situation is. But I think you've always got to state it. You've always got to say because you, you don't know what other pressures 
this person's under. So if you're going in there to talk about something, it's got to be the complete conversation. It's got to be, here is the issue, here is my solution. And if you feel at that point that the person has stopped listening to you, then you've got to make sure that you say, I'm just telling you so that you're aware of the situation. I'm going to do these things and I will come back to you at this point. Does that suit you? Or would you rather have it in writing? Or would you rather have an email when I've done this? Or do you want me to update you X number of times? Get some response out of them that will give you an indication of whether they have in fact been listening and it just appears to you as though they weren't listening or whether they really want you to take it and run with it and just let them know when it's done or they have the opportunity to be in control, to make some decision at this point about how they want to be involved in this activity. And if you get no response from them, then you know they really weren't listening and then you go into the next mode that Fuliana talked about earlier where you say, oh, this is obviously not the right time to discuss this. I'll put it in an email, I'll leave it with you but I, or I'm going to continue on doing this and I'll keep you updated and just take control of the situation. You've taken control of the situation by bringing it to the attention of the boss. So remain in control unless they decide that they want to take control themselves. You know, Don't fall into the trap of thinking, well, I've brought it to them and they should pat me on the head because I brought it to them and I've even got the solution and now they're not even going to acknowledge that I was existing in the room with them. It's not about you and it's not about them. It's about this is a situation that we can resolve for the better of the organisation, so let's just go and do it. And she still has no words at the end. I'm very satisfied with what we've covered so far. (laughs) I think she's holding out on me. I think there's going to be a problem in the next one. (laughs) We will leave it at that point. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.